Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Carrie Jack here, and I hope you are having an amazing day. I mean, it just enjoying this very moment right here and right now, and just being grateful for every breath you take, and just really happy hustling in the process. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we actually have on Mr. William Branham, who is a former U.S. Navy SEAL with 26 years of service and over seven combat tours. William is also the founder of NW Recovery, Naked Warrior Recovery. And he knew at an early age that he wanted to be a part of a team that would push him beyond whatever limits he thought he had and enjoy the great outdoors and all had to offer. So he became an Eagle Scout and then he became a Navy SEAL. And we go into this um, amazing journey of how he became a Navy SEAL, which is quite inspirational. And we also discussed the five Navy SEAL secrets to really crushing it in life. And it's actually an acronym. It stands for NAKED. And he talks about getting naked. And it's a really uh, great way to remember this acronym and these five Navy SEAL secrets. And we also talk about his CBD company, which helped him scratch his own itch and, and overcome PTSD and all of the ailments from his years of military service. He started this high potency, high quality CBD company which I've tried their products and they're phenomenal, Naked Warrior Recovery. And he actually gives a, a discount to all the happy hustlers. If you do go to NW-Recovery, you can get a 20% discount using code HAPPYHUSTLE20. And we link all that up in the show notes. But we talk about his journey from the battlefield to the boardroom in this episode and much, much more. You guys are going to get a lot of value from this one. And when you do, shout him out, look him up online, check out the five Navy or it's five seal secrets.com as well. And just, you know, share this episode with a friend who could benefit from instilling more discipline in their life and, and really instilling some of these seal principles that have allowed him to achieve success. And you can follow these to ultimately achieve success in your own realm as well. So I had a great time connecting with William, and I know you will too. Stick around to the end, share this with a friend, and after a quick episode sponsor break, we are going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Let me ask you a quick question. How often do you wake up in the morning and instantly wish that you just had another hour of sleep? You know, you hit the snooze button maybe and you just hope that next time your alarm goes off and you feel more energized. Listen, we all have those mornings. And the worst part is trying to turn your brain on to keep up with the demands of the day, especially when you happy hustle that life you love. You know, maybe you didn't get enough sleep or you have brain fog or your energy is low and you just can't seem to concentrate. That's why I take Newtopia on those days. And Newtopia 
is actually the most advanced brain support and cognitive enhancement system that I've ever tried. See, they specialize in personalized brain supplements, also known as nootropics. And if you've never heard of nootropics or brain supplements, don't worry. They've been around for a long time and they're safe, they're legal. They're used by millions of top performers around the world to enhance mental performance. It's actually quite natural, non-addictive, and safe. So you can really feel good about what you put in your body. And you can choose blends that don't even have caffeine if you're caffeine sensitive. And unlike other products, there's no crashes, no jitters, or no after effects. You just simply turn on your brain within 10 minutes of waking up every morning, and the effects consistently throughout the day just help you optimize your performance and your productivity. Now, you guys get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happy Hustle podcast. You can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle to save over 10% on their amazing brain optimizing supplements, their nootropics. Again, you can go to nootopia, that's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com forward slash happy hustle. Check it out, save yourself some moolah. And the best part is it comes with a money back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Check it out again, guys. Nootopia.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. Right, Mr. William Branham, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my brother. I'm super stoked to connect. Terry Jack, thanks for having me here. I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, you are a former U.S. Navy SEAL with 26 years of service. You're also an entrepreneur, the founder of NW Recovery, which is Naked Warrior Recovery. CBD products. And you also just are a happy hustler, man, living in Hawaii through and through, just doing your thing. And I'm just, you know, excited to connect, talk about your experience, both on the battlefield and in the boardroom and get into specifically the five Navy SEAL secrets. But before we get into all that good stuff, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Let's see. When I was uh, 15 years old, I was shot while turkey hunting with my great uncle. And from that experience, uh, anytime I was in combat in a gunfight, I was never really too concerned about um, getting shot because I'm like, bro, I've been shot before. The rest of you, you're kind of screwed potentially. So I never, I never mind the trading lead, but you know, uh, when stuff started blowing up, I, there was a different experience for me. So I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm the same as you now. I didn't like, it was kind of like a superpower. I've been shot before you haven't. So potentially I will, I'll get out of this just fine. Yeah, man. Wow. That is, it's a, that is a superpower. I mean, and and it comes with the confidence. (laughs) Um, let's dive into your, your Navy SEAL training. First of all, thank you for your service, man. I really, you know, it's impressive. I, I know a couple of SEALs, but 26 years, that's that's got to be some of the, the longest time frame of someone I know who's served at that level. So talk to us a little bit about what led you to the military, specifically becoming a Navy SEAL, and maybe your greatest takeaway that you could extract from your time in, in service that maybe the happy hustlers could apply. Sure. So at, when I was a kid, I grew up very poor. I grew up with not a, not the mindset that I have now, not the mindset that I, that I strive for every single day. I was, I was poor. 
I kind of felt sorry for myself a little bit. I was like, I want to be, I don't want to be, but I don't want to be like this. Um, I had a little bit of a defeatist mindset. I was not a great athlete. I was not a great student, but I knew I wanted to be better. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't have coaches. I didn't have uh, anyone really telling me how to do it or helping me get there. But I always had drive. So I was heavily involved in the Boy Scouts. I was clearly, I was into the outdoors, hunting and things like that, camping. Uh, I went on a, a, and I, and I grew up in a little town outside of Mississippi, um, outside of Meridian, Mississippi. There's not a lot going on there. And, you know, again, we were poor. We uh, only had four channels. There was no internet back in the day. And so I watched a lot of Kung Fu theater. I watched a lot of uh, John Wayne movies, a lot of Westerns. Uh, John Wayne was also a, a Green Beret in the movie Green Berets. Uh, there was a movie called um, Delta Force and Chuck Norris was fighting terror. And he was like riding a dirt bike, shooting rockets off the front of it. I thought that was pretty cool. I want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. there was, Rambo was out. So, you know, yep. I wanted to be when I grew up, I wanted to be a, a ninja. And I wanted to shoot rockets off the front of dirt bikes and maybe something in the military. And so uh, I'm still trying to figure out what a nin- like how to become a ninja. But we were wearing masks for like a super long time. So I feel like I'm halfway there. Um, <laughs> and yep. uh, and so I, I went on this national jamboree that the, the Boy Scout organization that I was a part of actually paid for me to go because I was so involved in the Boy Scouts. Um, even though we didn't have the money as a kid, they paid for me to go. And I met another kid in this, in the, the sister troop, I guess that we went to the, the, the national jamboree with. And he said, he wants to be an F-14 Tomcat pilot and a Navy SEAL when he grows up. And I'm like, what's that? He explained it to me. He's like, Oh, Navy SEALs, they jump out of airplanes. They shoot guns. They blow stuff up. They dive underwater. They're the most elite military organization in the world. And I was like, that's what I want. I want that right there. How do I do that? Mm. And so I came back from that national jamboree, and the like. The a couple of weeks later, the Navy recruiter calls my house. This was a summer between like eleventh and twelfth grade of high school, and he was like, "Hey, have you ever thought about joining the Navy?" And I was like, "Hell, um, maybe, yeah." Like I didn't never wanted to join the Navy <laughs> because lots of my family was in the Navy, and and they have the ugliest uniforms. They they rode right around on ships, but they also have the Navy SEALs. And again, back then, no one knew what a Navy SEAL was. There were no books. There were no movies. There was nothing like that. There was no sex appeal mm-hmm. to it. But I knew that like someone told me they're the most elite military organization in the world. And so, you know, in the way that they fight, they don't fight like, you know, get on a line at Gettysburg and like trade bullets back yeah. and forth. They're very like guerrilla warfare. And that's what I like. Mm. I'm like, how do people fight wars like that? I want to be like guerrilla warfare. E. And so that was mm. that was my thinking as I was growing up. And so once I had the opportunity to go become a SEAL, I took it immediately. Mm, that's powerful, man. I And, you know, I share the same aspiration as you to always stay ninja. You know, like I've trained martial arts my, my whole life since I was a boy. And I, I you, you see my katana behind me. I love, you know, in my nunchucks. Yeah. I love uh, martial arts. I, I thought I was going to join the Marines at one point. However, growing up with the, you know, I call him a dictator-esque father, emphasis on the dick part, um, <laughs> you know, I was sick of people yelling at me. You know, I didn't want that anymore. Sure. So I uh, yep. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I really appreciate you and specifically, you know, becoming a SEAL. Talk to us just about, you know, fast, fast forward through it 
from like a 30,000 foot view, because I know it takes a lot to become a SEAL, but like maybe give us like the hardest part of SEAL training in your eyes and, and really what you learned from that experience. So for me, just getting to SEAL training was one of the hardest parts. And what I mean by that is I did I wasn't physically prepared before I joined the military. Uh, so there's a standard in, in the, on the physical fitness side of it. And that standard is you have to do a certain amount of like you have to swim a certain distance in a certain time. You have to do a certain number of push-ups, push-up, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and a mile and a half run in boots and long pants. And I thought I was a pretty good swimmer. I was a pretty good runner, not a great swimmer. Um, and and I could do put some push-ups. I knew I could do like twenty-five or thirty. All right. And uh, and so I went and took the seals test in the screening test in in boot camp, and I failed it. And when I say I failed it, I actually quit during the test. I quit during the pushups. Mm. I did, you know, the minimum number was 52. I was like, I think I can get to 52. 52 was the number I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about 152. That's what I should have been thinking. And so mm. I got to like 32 and I was like, oh, I'm super tired. I don't think I can do anymore. Maybe I can do two more. I certainly can't do another 22 more. So I quit during the screening test. And I was like, ah, this is, that's not going to get me to SEAL training. That's not the way to do it. And so, uh, you know, fast forward, I made some other errors and I ended up on a ship in Yokosuka, Japan. And because of some schoolings that I took along the way before I ended up on that ship in Yokosuka, Japan, I became very critical to the Navy and the Navy wasn't going to let me go. And so they weren't going to, I said, Hey, I've passed all the screening tests. I've done all the physical, all the medical stuff. And they're like, sorry, you can't join the, you, you're not going to become a Navy SEAL because you're too critical to the Navy. And so the mm. chief of Naval operations came to my ship in Yokosuka, Japan. To put in perspective who he is, he's the most senior guy in the Navy. The only people more senior to him is the Secretary of Defense and the President of the United States. And he came to my little wow. ship in Yokosuka, Japan, and gave his vision of the Navy and the future and whatever in this. Then he said, does anyone here have any questions? And I raised my hand. And I said, yeah, over here. So he calls on me. I'm the second person he called. He's like, and I said, yeah, I joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL. I think I deserve a chance to go, but my detailer won't let me go. I think I deserve a chance to go. What do you think? He turns to my commanding officer and he says, is he a good guy? And my CO says, yeah, he was a sailor of the quarter this quarter, which is like employee of the month. And he turns back to mm -hmm. me and says, check, you'll be in the first class after your PRD. Six weeks later, I'm off to, to California to SEAL training. So for me, just getting to SEAL <laughs> training was like one of the hardest. Like it took me three years after I joined the Navy just to get there. And then SEAL training wow. is six months long. And it took me a short 15 months to get through that six-month block of training. I got injured a few times. Mm. Uh, eventually I made it through, you know, they were going to kick me out because like, Hey, clearly you weren't prepared physically. And I'm like, no, no, please. Like they're, they're like, you, you're, you have to go. And I'm like crying, like boohoo. I'm injured. I'm like, please don't let me go because it took the CNO to get me here. And they're like, really? Hold on. And the guy left, he left for like, he's like, go stand outside. He left for like three hours. He came back and he said, what are you still doing here? I'm like, you told me to stand outside. He's like, go check in. You'll be in the next class. And I never healed up from that injury that got me rolled and almost kicked out. But I was like, I don't mm. have an option. I have to succeed. There's no, so I like yeah. limped my way all the way through that first phase of training all the way through hell week. Hell week is five and a half days. You're cold, you're wet, you're miserable. You don't sleep. It sucks, but I've made it all the way through hell week. And because I was limping and then somehow that injury healed, 
I all, I had tons of stress fractures on the other leg, but because I made it through like this major block of training, this major milestone in training, they mm-hmm. let me stay one more class, and then I was able to to make it the rest of the way through through SEAL training. So that was kind of my wow uh, my 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 path to get there. Yeah, holy crap, man! Yeah, that's intense. I mean, it, it's like physically and mentally pushing you to your absolute limits, and. You know, I think the happy hustlers out there can resonate with being pushed, probably not nearly that hard, but being pushed, you know, having adversity strike and then having to mentally and physically overcome them. What's your mindset for achieving, you know, greatness in the face of adversity? What What's something that the happy hustlers could take from your, you know, ability to overcome and maybe apply themselves? I think um, the, you know, I've heard other people say this, so it's not an original like language, but it's an, you know, it's it's the thought that I have is like just having that singularity of focus, like not becoming a seal was not an option, not making it through that training mm. was not an option, not getting there was not an option. Like I was, I hit you know brick wall after brick wall after brick wall after brick. Everyone's saying no, you you can't go, no, you're not going to make it, no, 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 no wait, you're in training and we're going to kick you out. No, wait, please hold on. Like, let's, let's keep moving this ball down the field. Like that singularity of focus. Like I had a mission and I had to complete the mission. As long as you stay focused on that mission, it doesn't matter what happens in the middle. You have to complete the mission. And as long as, you know, Mm. when we create missions in our life and in our, in our organizations and as we're hustling, like you need to have that mission. What's the final verdict? What's the outcome that you're looking for? And as long as you keep that in sight, you know, some people do vision boards and things like that. As long as you keep that in sight and keep that, like that mission, uh, what is mission complete look like to you? Like you just, and you keep doing whatever you need to do to get there. Mm. Yeah, man, that's a really great takeaway. You know, I think getting crystal clear on the goal, like the desired outcome and then reverse engineering the process and then just being disciplined and strong willed enough to overcome you know, that inevitable adversity along the journey. I think a lot of people quit early, you know, specifically in business, like they'll come across some hard times or maybe their, their first Facebook ad doesn't convert or their book launch isn't as successful as they thought, or their podcast gets a hundred downloads instead of a thousand, you know, it's like all these different factors. And then, Oh, we quit, you know, but here's the thing. You can't ever lose if you don't quit. You know, it's like you will succeed. You just have to keep going and find a way. And, you know, I actually had someone on the podcast. uh, His name is Alex Benayan. And he was the youngest American bestselling business author of all time. And he wrote a book called The Third Door, where it's like you always, there's a way, there's a, you know, door number one, door number two. And if you don't get in those two doors, you find the third door. And that's what kind of William did. You know, it's like, hey, you know, couldn't get to SEAL training, but you know who can get me in is this guy, the the head of the entire Navy. I'm going to ask him in front of everybody. And and I love that story, man. That's great. Sometimes, you know, you just have to ask in life and, and you ultimately, um, have to overcome that, that fear and just ask. Right. Yeah. And you know, that's, it's, it's interesting. Like most people are not brave enough to do that. What's the worst that can happen? Like if he tells me, no, Okay, well, I'll ask someone else, congressman, something like I'm going to get there. I just don't know exactly what the path is. And, you know, what I've kind of discovered, like 
what I tell people in the military, it's SEAL training, whatever. It's simple. You just got to do what you're supposed to do. You show up, you do the things that are asked of you and you do it. But uh, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's all simple. You just have to show up and you ask mm-hmm. the question. It's, you just be brave enough to ask for help. And oftentimes mm-hmm. I think people, our ego gets in the way and that prevents us from asking for help or ask, you know, uh, moving, you know, moving to the next, uh, to that third door, if you will. Yep, exactly. We failed and like, Where did oh, you... I, we failed at door one or, or door two. And so we never even bother to look for door three. Exactly. Yep. I love it. And ask for help. It's a really big point I want to echo, you know, because we all have help and we need help from mentors and coaches and CEOs and all sorts of people in our lives. Um, Just in terms of your actual tours of duty, where did you end up going? I'm sure you went to some pretty, uh, you know, remote places and places all over the world. Can you name some of the places you you went? Yeah. So I have, I, I, have seven combat tours. I was in uh, Iraq four tours and Afghanistan three. Um, I've Jeez. you know been around. You know pre nine eleven. You know we did a lot of uh, other other deployments that were not combat specific. They were you know go train with you know other uh, you know the European forces or Saudi or Kuwaiti forces and uh, you know build their military up to a, a certain level. Exchange you know, ideas on, on how to, you know, tactics, techniques, and procedures, things like that. Uh, I, I've been almost everywhere. I've not been spent much time in South America. Um, a little, I've been to Africa a little bit, but I've been around most of the world for sure. I think wow. I made a list one time of all the countries I've been to. And it was, I was, I've been to more than 40, more than 40 countries. Wow. My passport cool, doesn't man. say 40, I, but it's, it's, I bet yeah. I get around. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think I've been over 30, but I haven't. Um, I think traveling is one of the best experiences one can can get the best education. You know, just you learn different cultures and meet different people and eat different food. And it really humbles you as well when you see some of the poverty and some of the lifestyles. And then you come back to America and you really do. You can be so grateful for you know, everything you have knowing that oh, we yeah. live in the yeah. top 1%. My, my first deployment to Afghanistan, I was like, dude, this is not a third. This is like a fourth world country. This is like, like poverty. And like, how are we, what are we? And then I w- went home and I was like, how do we have, like, I didn't want to waste a single thing. Like we have such opulence and we don't even realize how good we have. Mm. Opulence. Mm-hmm. Y- yep. Yeah, I think everyone should be required to go travel to a third world country, you know, just for perspective. Um, It's a really great point. You know, I do want to get into the five seal secrets because I think these are really powerful and they're also very actionable for for the happy hustlers. And, you know, on the Happy Hustle podcast, we talk a lot about just achieving that blissful balance and and happy hustling a life that you love. And I think these five seal secrets tie right into it. Can you go through these five seal secrets? Yeah. So before I do, I'll give you a little bit of background, how I came up with these. So when I, when I retired from the, from the military and I'll use the, you know, air quotes when I say retired, um, because I will never be retired. (laughs) I'm, I'm a doer. I'm a shaker. I'm a, I'm a hustler, I guess. I didn't really know that about myself until, uh, I got out and started doing it. But, you know, from my, my time in the military, uh, and from some maybe not so awesome relationships that I've been a part of, I've got some baggage. I got, you know, a lot of baggage where I, you know, 
Some people call it PTSD. I don't call it that. I call it, I call it baggage because we all have baggage comes in all sorts of mm-hmm. shapes and forms. And, and some of it is, you know, crap that we put in, you know, we put this, our own crap in this bag and some people other, sometimes other people put crap in the bag and we end up carrying it around. We end up being, um, you know, we, we sometimes it's in the form of ego and we don't know how to take that off. So when I left the military, I felt like if you've ever seen the movie, the Avengers where Thanos makes half the world's population vanish, you lose. I, I, that's the way I felt. I, when I left, I felt mm. I lost my, my purpose, my mission and my team. And so as I'm transitioning, I'm using alcohol to like settle down the noise that's in my head and, and maybe some pharmaceuticals, um, to just to, to, to dole out the noise. And so if you want to, you know, I would have to drink myself to sleep at night, or if you, you phrase it a different way, I, I drank until I passed out and then try to wake up the next day and, and, and get after it. It doesn't work that well. So, um, mm. over time I've, I found the, this molecule called CBD. I eventually started uh, my own CBD company, naked warrior recovery. But what CBD did is it helped turn down the noise in my head. It, the alcohol was not the answer. Alcohol just kind of made it dull. Uh, and you know, but CBD actually like turned down the noise and, and, and I didn't notice like the story is I didn't notice that much in the beginning, but when I finished that first bottle of CBD that someone gave me, you know, I like to say water boils at 212 degrees. I was probably living at 210 degrees. So it didn't take much for me to hit that boiling point. And what I noticed over time is I went from like 210 to 205 to 200 to 195 to 190, maybe 185. I got out of that red zone and into more of a, like an orange zone. I certainly didn't hit yellow, but I, was, I got out of that red zone. And, and what I noticed over, you know, after I finished, I was like, oh, my, my fuse is longer. The pains in my body are, are not quite as bad as they generally are. And then I stopped taking the CBD and I started getting more into that, you know, back, back to that red zone. I tried a different brand. I was like, I, I, I should start a CBD company. Uh, or that's not my first thought. Someone else said I should start a CBD company. And I said, I don't know how to do that. And she said, you're a Navy SEAL. You can figure it out. And so I asked her for my man card back. She gave me my man card back and, uh, and, and helped yeah. educate me on the process. And so, so as I started Naked Warrior Recovery, that, that was like, I have a little bit cleaner thoughts. I have more control over the sound in my head. So I'm like, what have I done in the SEAL teams that can help me improve my life. And so I came up and mm. with this get naked mindset. So get naked is it, again, it's about taking that, that baggage off that you're carrying around that ego that you're carrying around and staying in, in the corner. Uh, you know, we, we go through life and we get attacked and, you know, attacks can come in, in different forms from media, from family members, from, you know, emails or whatever it is. And we feel like we're always on defensive, but we never take the opportunity to take that armor off that we're wearing because of all these attacks that we get in life. We never take that armor off and set it in the corner. Uh, those failures are sometimes some of those attacks that we get and, and set it in the corner and, and become vulnerable and expose ourselves and, and just to get naked because in the SEAL teams, we go into harm's way. We put our body armor on Sometimes it comes in really handy and other times it's not a big deal. But when we come back, we always take our armor off. We hang it up. We go hit the showers. We clean up. We rest. We recover. We get ready for the next mission. We don't do that in life. So we need to find an opportunity to do that. We need to open that door. We need to get naked. We need to expose ourselves. We need to be vulnerable. So, mm-hmm. so that was step number one. Step number two was, okay, now what have I done in my last 26 years to prepare me for the next 126 years of my life? And so I came up with this get naked mindset. Uh, and so I turned naked into an acronym. And, the, and, and so 
I get on as many stages as I can. And I, and I share this, uh, you know, I call it five ways to think like a Navy SEAL. And you can get this at uh, the number five sealsecrets.com. And now you just put your email in there at name and email, and I'll, I'll email it directly over to you. Um, but you know, so the N it's an acronym. So the N stands for never quit. And I don't mean never quit smoking or drinking or toxic, you know, uh, um, toxic relationships. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, never quit on yourself, never quit trying to move to a, a better position of where you are. Never quit on your, you know, I talked about, um, you know, hell week earlier. And so a lot of people, they start a business, they start hustling and then they get overwhelmed. They're like the, the mission. It's too big. It's too far away. It's, it's, it's such an unattainable goal is the way that you get there is you create small victories. I tell people to create small victories. And what that means is so like, for example, in hell week, it's five and a half days. You're cold, you're wet, you're miserable. It sucks. You could be laying there in the surf zone, jackhammering. One thing is constant during hell week. They take everything away from you, but they do feed you four times a day. So all you have to do mm. is you have to make it. doesn't matter how much it sucks, how miserable it is. All you have to do is make it to that next meal. And every time you make yeah. it to the next meal, that's a small victory. So when you're hustling, mm-hmm. when you you have this mission, this purpose, this, you're building this business, whatever it is, you take those daily tasks, those daily things. You take the, all the things that you need to do and you chop them up into bite-sized pieces and you attack one of those things a day. And every time you complete one of those things a day, then that's a small victory. And you just keep doing that and you never quit. So that's what the N for never quit stands for. The A is accept failure because failure has been the biggest teacher of my life. You could give, if you offered me a hundred million dollars, maybe, maybe not a hundred, maybe $10 million for all the failures that I have, I'll tell you to keep your money because I'm going to take those failures and I'm going to go make my own, you know, $10 million, a hundred million. We can have a discussion. We can, we can talk about that. Maybe 500 million. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but right. There's, there's, a, there's a limit. Um, but failure has been the thing. And we talked about this just a little bit ago with, with, with the three doors or with my experience, mm-hmm. just trying to get to seal training. Like I failed and yep. I failed and I failed and I failed. I eventually passed. And all I need is I need to do it once to get there. I only need one successful victory. And so if you look at like failures in like not, not seal related, you look at, you know, um, Michael Jordan, best basketball player of all time. He's missed more than 3,000, 9,000 shots in his basketball career, 300 games, 30 game winning shots, 30 plus. What did he do when he left the, the the basketball court that night, the game? He didn't go party with the team. He went back to the gym and he practiced those shots that he missed. Elon Musk, big guy in the news today, uh, and Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. both of those guys were fired as CEOs of companies that they started. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Edison, that guy discovered 10,000 ways to not create the incandescent light bulb. How many times yeah. have we failed something one time and quit? 10 times and quit. I bet... There's no one listening to this that has failed a hundred times before they quit, much less a thousand or 10,000 times, 10,000 times to create the incandescent light bulb. He took those failures. He used those as a foundation to create their success. Everyone that is successful, they use their failures as a foundation and they build that foundation deep and they use that as a ladder, a stairway to get to their success. So the N is for never quit. The A is accept failure. The K is kill mediocrity. You got something to say. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I want to just, I keep just rolling. echo in just for a sec, because one thing I like to say is turn your failures into fertilizer, you know, and that's really what like most, that. if not all of the successful people have done. You know, they learned a lesson. They 
evolved from that failure and then they turned it into fertilizer to grow even faster. And, you know, this is a phenomenal acronym, just even in the N and the, the A. But, you know, if you can just look at all of your failures as as just a, a lesson and a, a way to grow from that experience and and then you can just reframe it so it's not even a failure it's just a part of your journey you know you figured out a way not to do it right it's you know it's right. just a, a yeah. different reframing of the mind so we got the never quit in the end the a accept failure let's get to the k the k is to kill mediocrity because you know what in technology is awesome technology rocks technology makes our life easier but the problem is we rely on technology and we depend on it and it makes us mediocre. It makes us weak. It makes us lazy. We forget. Like how many people do you know could actually take out a Randy McNally map? What is that? And navigate across the United States. That's the way we used to do it. How to navigate yeah. your neighborhood, how to find, you know, a, a store without pulling out your phone, typing it in. Like we didn't have that technology once upon a time. That technology is awesome. It makes our life easier. But it also makes us weaker and lazier. So mm. because we can't, we're not going to get rid of technology, we still need to be able to find ways in our life to kill the mediocrity because it's, it's a compounding effect. We want to take the path of least resistance. We want to take the easy route. And when we're hustling, we don't have that opportunity. We don't have that option. So when you're trying to kill mediocrity, what I tell people is to compete. I tell them to compete. Mm with kindness, compete in generosity, mm. compete in gratitude, but most importantly, compete against your ego because your ego, it knows all, like it knows everything that makes you tick. It knows the good things about mm -hmm. you. It knows the bad things about you. And it knows exactly what to tell you to make you mediocre. So if you want to like improve your life and the life of the people around you, you have to kill the mediocrity in your life. And I almost went into like, mm. I, like I give this from stage often and I almost went right into that, into that presentation. I'm trying to hold back a little bit. Oh, you're um, good, man. You're fired up. I like it. It's good stuff though, man. The kill right? mediocrity, especially the ego part. I just want to mention it. Like oftentimes, you know, our ego, people say your ego is your enemy. You know, I don't necessarily agree. I think that your ego um, can be your amigo, you know, it really can, but you have to yeah. utilize yeah. it. And, you know, you have to realize, um, you know, sometimes it's looking out for you. Sometimes it's looking out for your itself, you know? So you have to just, I think, yeah. lean into that kindness piece, you know, compete with kindness resonates with me and also compete with integrity, compete with becoming the best version of yourself, you know, so that you strive for excellence. I think that's just a really great point. Let's hear the E. Yeah. And, and just to kind of tag onto that. So ego, I think there's two kinds of ego. There's the good ego that you just mentioned, like competing in those good things in your life. There's the bad kind of mm -hmm. ego that keeps us shut down, that keeps us closed in, that makes us afraid to ask for help, to like move the ball forward, to like be okay with failure. Like those are the egos like I and I used to be that guy like consumed by that ego. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to look weak. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. And most of the time I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't a lot of times, <laughs> but I'm brave enough. I'm brave enough to actually ask for help. And so that's yep. the I, like the opportunities that have opened the door because I was brave enough to ask have been like amazing. Number one was just even just getting to SEAL training. So the K, the, the yeah. E is expose your fears. 
And when I talk about fears, I'm not talking about lions and tigers and bears or snakes and spiders. I'm not a fan of snakes and spiders either. But I'm talking about the fear that lives in that deep, dark part of your brain that's back there in the back that that you don't want to share with anyone. You don't want to tell anyone about you. Like when you're driving alone in your car and those thoughts that seep out and all of a sudden you're having an argument with yourself about something that has mm. is completely out of your control that's not even real. Those are the thoughts that keep you awake at night. Those thoughts that wake you up at night. Those are the fears that I'm talking about. Expose those fears. So there's lots of ways to do it. Some of them is maybe you were um maybe you were uh, picked on as a kid and you have low self-esteem. I would tell you to go take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class for a year. You're going to learn very quickly that um the people around you, the people that are in your class, they want you to get better. You're going to learn a skill hmm. because you're going to be forced to fight someone every single night that you go to class. Do it for a year. Yep. You're uh, you're you're going to have a better. Um, the word flew right out of my head. It's like I have confidence carbon monoxide poisoning or something and self-esteem. You're, yeah, it's, it's, just, <laughs> yeah right. it's all going to come up. All that self-esteem is, is going to come up. Maybe you have a fear of public speaking. Take a public speaking class. Take an acting class. Get in front of the people that you're afraid to speak in front of. You're going to find out very quickly that they actually want you to succeed, but you're not going to yep. find that out until you actually do something that's a little bit scary. And so some people, you know, do talk therapy. I'm not one of those guys. So a, a business coach and a friend, he likes to say that fear does not exist on paper. And I really like this. So what he'll do, and he's in the billionaire category, is, you know, he'll be driving along like these stresses, these anxieties start swirling around in his head, those fears He'll pull over, stop at a Starbucks, order a cup of coffee, take a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper, not your phone, not your iPad, pencil and piece of paper, old school, not yep. technology, <laughs> and write it down. Yeah. And there's something that happens that's magical or kinesthetic or something. When you take and you write the things, the thoughts that are in your brain and you pour them onto that piece of paper and then you read them and then read them out loud, you're just going to be like, that's really, is that's what, that's what's controlling me? So mm. when you expose those fears, so you're exposing those fears. And once you expose those fears, those fears will no longer control you. And the D is to do the work. So we have never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears, and the D is do the work. So in the SEAL teams, we have a, a saying that says, earn your trident every day. And what that means, especially when you're hustling, you need to get the job done. No, It doesn't matter what a great job, what kind of like, uh, you know, how good your your last uh, you know, marketing campaign went your last, whatever your last customer. If you rest on that, then you're going to fall backwards. You're going to, you're going to fail. Um, yep. and I kind of had this mentality when I, when I graduated seal training, when you show up in it, at, at the seal team, you're expected to perform better today than you did yesterday. It doesn't matter how great you did yesterday. No one cares. They only care about what you did today. They don't care what you did in seal training. They only care what you're doing today. And so that's yep. why they say the only easy day was yesterday. And so when we're hustling, when our, you know, our happy hustler, it, who cares how great of a job you did yesterday? If you don't do a better yeah. job today, then it doesn't matter. All of that work was for naught. So, so, it, so really the get naked mindset is about it's never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. And you have to do it every single day. You have to make that to be a part of your life. That needs to be your mentality. And again, you can get that at uh, fivesealsecrets.com, the number fivesealsecrets.com. Yeah. Powerful stuff. I mean, the get naked mindset, you know, it really is what's going to take you from, you know, living a life that maybe is less than fulfilling right now to 
creating your dream reality, you know, making sure that you yeah. are happy hustling that life that you love. And, you know, I want to transition even further into the story around Naked Warrior, you know, because now you are, you know, you're a, a founder and an entrepreneur and, and you have this amazing company, which I have some of the products you sent them and they're phenomenal. Um, I got the muscle and joint rub, the cool recovery right now on my neck and it, it feels nice. Um, talk to us a little bit about this business and, um, you know, maybe the greatest learning lesson from starting a company, you know, going from this battlefield to now the boardroom and, and the greatest learning lesson from, you know, from a soldier to an entrepreneur. So, so just to talk a little bit about, you know, again, my transition, CBD was a modality to, that helped turn down the noise in my head and, and help me get my mind right so I could have more positive self-talk. It had such a positive impact on my life. I thought I should share it with other people. I didn't know that it was going to become like the super cool thing that everyone and their mother is going to have a CBD company and you're going to see CBD on every, every, you know, doorstep out there. Um, yeah. And actually when I came into the industry in 2019, 2000, I launched in 2020, I already thought I was behind and I'm like, Oh my God, I need, I got a lot of work to do. Um, but you know, going back to, as I transitioned from the military, I lost my mission. I lost my purpose and I lost my team. And as I'm starting Naked Warrior Recovery, I'm thinking I'm going to make the highest quality CBD in the market because it is still a very dirty industry. There's zero regulation yeah. around it. It's, it's very dirty. You need to be very careful with the products that you get. So I thought I'm going to start, you know, the highest quality product company. And so I partnered with amazing, amazing suppliers, still the highest quality on the planet. Um, but that wasn't good enough. That wasn't a good enough mission for me. So I looked at myself. I looked at where I came from. What's our, what is our mission at Naked Warrior Recovery? So I looked at where I came from. I'm a veteran and I looked at, you know, the statistic that 22 veterans take their lives every single day. We've lost more veterans to suicide than we have in 20 years of sustained combat in two theaters of war. Iraq and Afghanistan, all the people that we've lost in those theaters of war, we've lost more people to suicide, more veterans to suicide. Wow. I can't even speak to first responders. I can't speak to like the rest of the country or anything else. But just that statistic alone was like, holy shit, I need to fix that. I need to, what can I do to help fix that? So our mission at Naked Warrior Recovery is 22 to zero to eliminate veteran suicide. If we can get it from 22 to 21, we're, that's a step in the right direction, but that's our mission. Yeah. But, you know, lessons learned on the, from battlefield to, to boardroom entrepreneurial piece of it is, so I chose an industry that is um, very difficult to market. If you don't have brick and mortar, it's very difficult to market. And I live on a rock in the middle of the Pacific ocean. So even harder. Um <laughs> So I, you know, everyone was like, oh, you need to run Facebook ads. You needed this and you needed that. I didn't even have a Facebook account until that point. And so I got a Facebook account and I started running ads and the Facebook deleted my account. They did it like three times in a row. And so, and I'm like, oh, what? So what I had to do is I had to become, you know, I, SEAL teams, we are part of unconventional warfare. We don't stand on the battlefield. We do more guerrilla warfare. So, so I had to do more guerrilla warfare in my marketing. So I don't go just straight to the consumer. I don't do Facebook ads. I don't do anything like that. Or I don't try to do number one, because I can't, yeah. no, but yeah. I had to find different ways to market to my audience. So one of those ways is just what we're doing right now. Find people who have mm -hmm. awesome podcasts and 
talk to their people, talk to them about your message, talk to them about your product, talk to them about the things that are going to like, why, why, why are people following you? Well, why are you talking to me right now? Well, we have interesting things. And, and maybe if you, you're interested in CBD, then you'll buy from me because I've built that know, like, and trust. So mm-hmm. figuring that know, like, and trust thing out, solving problems for people, that's, you know, that those are things that I had to go through. I had to, but I didn't do it on my own. I had to go time collapse and I had to go find some business coaches to help teach me how to do this. And as I've gone yeah. through this process, I've, I've done in the last 12 months, I've done about 180 podcast interviews. And through oh. that process, I've actually started, um, now I've started to, to, to consult. I've started to coach, uh, other entrepreneurs. I've, I've taken these, the five seal secrets and I'm, I'm pivoting like as, as I'm growing, as I'm learning, as I'm moving forward. And I, I taught a class this morning on shoot, move and communicate and how that applies to your, your life and your leadership and your business. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shoot moving and communicating as I'm, as I'm, I'm, I'm growing naked warrior recovery, but I'm also, I've started a, uh, a coaching, a business coaching, leadership coaching, uh, business to teach leaders, uh, really these five seal secrets, but to help them navigate the, the organizations that they're in. Because, you know, the way that we deal with things in the seal teams is very different from the way that, you know, conventional army or, or, uh, the Marine Corps or anyone else deals with things in leadership and in life. So, um, I'm, I'm mm. taking those skill sets that I've learned and I'm, and I'm pivoting and I'm adding value to other organizations. Yeah. And I think that's a really great pivot for you because you do have so much wisdom to share and a lot of it is unconventional and you've had to do it for yourself now with naked warrior recovery, which by the way, that statistic is shocking. Like what you said about veteran suicide and getting it to 22 to zero is such a, just such a significant mission. Um, Yeah. I hope the happy hustlers are inspired by this and and do support the mission through naked warrior recovery and, and actually get some of the products because they're damn good. And I I even saw you got a USDA organic, um, like that's rare in CBD to get that. So, I mean, that's, Talk to us so just about like some of the, are, the products. So all of our products, the, the oil is USDA certified organic. Um, there are products that we have that don't have that USDA certified organic stamp of approval only because the, the, the process, it's very expensive. It's very hard to do. If you have a simple product mm. like a tincture, it's, yeah, that's easy. You know, it's the MCT oil and the, and the CBD oil. Two, two, two ingredients, super easy to do the USDA certified organic, something like the, mm-hmm. the, the joint muscle rub that you have there a little bit harder because mm-hmm. there's some menthol in there. That's not exactly USDA certified organic. There's some other carrier things that are not USDA certified organic mm-hmm. because it has to be like, I think it's like 95% of every product, every ingredient has to be USDA certified organic. So it's, it's a difficult process, but most of our products are USDA certified organic and all of our products are, you know, independent lab, third party tested every batch that comes out. So you, there, we put a QR code on every bottle, every box, every jar. Uh, so you can actually scan the QR code, look at the lot number on the bottom and see exactly what's in that product. Because most, you know, I've, I've looked at a lot of CBD websites and they might have like the, 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 the lab testing for one product but it's actually not even a product that they're carrying. And so that just told that 
immediately told me that they don't test every batch. They, you know, there could be some sort of contamination somewhere in the process, even the biggest names of CBD. And there's big, there are some big names with some deep pockets out there. They test the oil when it comes out of the plant, but they don't test the final product. So they have no idea Mm. if anything has happened and they don't do it for every batch. They test every batch of, of oil that comes in, but not every batch of product that goes out. So we test every batch of oil that comes in and every batch of oil that goes out. And that's how I can confidently, confidently, good grief, confidently say yeah. that we have some of the highest quality products on the market. And we're completely yeah. transparent and, about and one of the best missions. Available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the best missions behind it, you know, because I, I think that's what's different. It's not just like for, you know, a cash cow, get it, get in, flip it, you know, get out. Like I think a lot of people are who are white labeling CBD products. That's it's just a little cash cow and then they they exit but you actually have a really powerful mission behind it and i always like to support companies that have a mission you know and and it's just really um it's part of my core values you know specifically to support corporations that are sustainable that are you know doing things the right way have integrity and a mission behind it and that's why i really do love you know naked warrior recovery and 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 people who are listening will link it up in the show notes but they can actually go to nw dash recovery.com. And yeah, I think, um, you know, the ones that I've tried, I'll tell you the, the tincture is awesome. This, uh, CBD energy drink is awesome. It's like a little packet. You rip it open, you put it in your water or, or drink the muscle recovery, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Um, so yeah, you guys check that out at NW dash recovery.com. Um, now I do want to also go to naked, naked warrior recovery. All one word. You could also go to Naked Warrior Recovery, okay. all one word, uh, dot com. But I I changed it from that to NW because I did thought maybe people didn't want to write naked in their search engine. I'm not really sure why. It just you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You get targeted ads for uh, it was, naked. It was things. it was an epiphany. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- th- there you go. Well, let's dive into a couple of these traditional happy hustle hack questions that I like to ask, and and these are like tips or tools or tactics that William uses that maybe is a little different. And specifically in a couple of different disciplines, I like to highlight first being health. You know, I think health is obviously imperative. If you're going to happy hustle in any capacity, or if you're going to get naked and, and dominate in your life, you need to have your health super solid. What's a, a happy hustle hack that you can share that something that's maybe a little unique that William does that uh, the happy hustlers could apply? I drag a tire around my neighborhood at least once a week. I found an F, <laughs> like, I think it's an F-150 tire on the side of the road. And uh, so this was something that we would use as, as a workout or punishment. You know, uh, in the SEAL teams, you have to do tire drags if you, you screwed up or something. And I'm like, it's a pretty good workout. So let's just incorporate that into my own life. And I found a tire on the side of the road. And I was like, I drilled some holes in it and, and, and put some rope through the, through the holes in the, in the rubber. And so it's also a good way to like meet your neighbors too. You know, we moved to a new, yeah. uh, a new neighborhood here in Hawaii and, and, you know, I still have neighbors come up to me if they don't see me drag the tire for a while. They're like, you haven't, I noticed you haven't dragged that tower tire for a while. So there's a little bit of accountability <laughs> built into it also. Uh, but for sure you, yeah. you meet new people that may not really, um, you may not meet otherwise. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that, man. Um, 
what's something in regards to money, maybe a happy hustle hack that you can share in this realm? I, I think it's important to talk about money, you know, like maybe a, a, a tip, a tool, a tactic in regards to saving or investing or spending wisely that you can share with the happy hustlers. Hmm, let's see. Uh, I like real estate. I like precious metals. I guess I like hard assets. Um, although I'm, I am, I'm looking at, at some, I've got some crypto right now, still not sure what to do with that, but I'm, I'm looking at it. I do have some (laughs) money put in there. Um, let's see. I think, I think having a good relationship with money is important. And I didn't always have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with money. I thought, you know, I remember as a kid, uh, we were like, I was at my grandparents' house and they had ESPN on. They had more channels than we did. We had four at home and they had like 13 at their house. And I remember like the, the broadcaster said something like the like head coach at Alabama or Texas A&M or something. He was getting a million dollars a year. And I remember my grandmother, she said, a million dollars? That is a sin. And I was like, so that like stuck in my mind. Like I shouldn't have too much money. Like screw that, man. Mm. I like I. If you. If you have that unhealthy relationship with money, you can't help other people. If you make money, yeah. then you can help people. Like money makes the world go round. Money, like so, I would say you know try and make as much money as you can, and then give as much money as you can to help the organizations and help the causes that that are that that are, are near and dear to your heart. Yeah, amen to that, brother. That's well said. Um, what's something in regards to spirituality? Maybe, you know, something that you do to connect with the higher power. You know, I, I'm, I'm spiritual, not religious per se, but I believe it's important to have faith in something bigger than yourself. What would you say is a happy hustle hack in this arena that you could share? Um, I like doing hard physical things. So, for example, I, I live in Hawaii. I'm, I'm fortunate. Um, I like to surf. I like to surf waves that are outside of my caliber of surfing, my skill set. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was something that I did early on. You know, I, 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 we're moving to Hawaii. I should learn how to surf. But what I found is when you're out there alone, it's just you and the ocean. The ocean is relentless. Like, it doesn't matter what mm. is going on in the world. You know, I heard someone else say it. Like, you know, I go surfing on Sunday morning because the ocean, that's my church. That's where I go to, like find peace and calm and happiness. Yeah. And I was like, really? And, and as I surfed more, I was like, that's a hundred percent true. Like there's such a, a spiritual piece mm-hmm. of that, you know, free diving, doing like holding your breath underwater for a super long time that there's a, there's a spiritual piece of that. Like you could die doing that. You could die surfing. I've mm-hmm. probably been closer to dying surfing than I have in, in actual combat. Um, I almost died surfing fasting. too. Yeah. Off the, yeah. Off the coast of, uh, I'll just share this quick antidote because I totally hear you with the church component. Like it's very spiritual being out in the ocean. But one time I was surfing over my head off the coast of Steamers Lane in Santa Cruz, following my buddy who was like an ex-pro. I literally almost died. I got just lawn chaired, you know, from a eight footer, which was way out of my league. And a longboarder pulled me up by my wetsuit, saved my life. He was like, dude, you do not belong out here. Get your butt in there. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, not, I know it's yeah, a, it's very again. spiritual, man. Yeah. Yeah, and there's scary stuff in that water. Good grief. There's big fish with big teeth. Yeah. Um and you know, oh, yeah, there uh, is. something else that I I try to do like one one day a week is is just fast fasting. 
is um and that kind of goes with the health component like getting control of your brain like controlling your thoughts like it's being in control of food not food being in control of you there's 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 something powerful to that but it's not easy if you're just used to eating when you feel a little bit hungry or you're want to distract yourself with food so um i think fasting is a, yeah. is a great way as well yeah man Amen to, to fasting and just getting out in nature, connecting, you know, with the higher power through nature, I think is why I go to the wilderness yeah. and I'd love to be alone in the woods, you know, and just like be completely still and quiet. And I think that is really where you can quiet society's noise and really tap into your heart and, and your true soul and, and, and really, you know, your calling, your purpose, whatever cliche buzzword you want to fit in there. That's where it happens. You know, oftentimes yeah, is yeah. when you're just quiet yeah. in nature um, and connected. So yeah, th- those are awesome, man. Let's run through the rapid fire round. This is basically where I ask you random questions and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm terrified, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's but let's roll. Scary. Come on, you've seen, you've seen a lot scarier. All right. Favorite book, go. Currently, the $100 million uh, offer. I think you ought, you recommended oh. that book to me. Yeah, I think I did. There you go, man. I love that. Favorite movie? I'm going to go with Star Wars because that's my default answer. Yep. Favorite food? Uh, carne asada burrito. There you go. Favorite workout? I think just a heavy chest along with a a tire drag. Yeah. I figured that's one of them. What's your spirit animal? A shark. Mm. Best business advice. (laughs) Don't quit. Have a good plan and execute it. Execute it as violently as you possibly can. Hmm. Three things you're most grateful for? Uh, my family, my health, and just freedom. Mm. Yes. And if you had one billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content ever created, what's that billboard read? Get naked. Mm. I like it. Crush that rapid fire around, William. And man, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, brother, for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, and your service to this country, man. I just salute you and I appreciate everything that you've done and, and how you show up in the world and spreading this get naked mindset and, and really your mission to end veteran suicide, man. It's powerful stuff. And I just want to acknowledge you and the, the work that you're doing with Naked Warrior Recovery and those amazing products. So I just thank you for, for sharing your gifts with us today. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you bringing me on and I appreciate you. I appreciate the, the the joy and the value that you bring to this world. I've only been following you for a short amount of time, but I'm super impressed and, and grateful that you're uh, a part of my, my new SEAL team. So, mm, Amen to that. Now, do you have any final words to say to the happy hustlers out there before I ask you the last question? And then go ahead and mention the, the best links uh, for them to connect with you further. And maybe that one about the, 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 seal seat, the five seal secret where they can pick that up. So I think, um, I think if you want to connect with me, five seal secrets is the best way to do it. If you're looking for coaching, if you want to bring me on, on as like a, 
uh, corporate coaching, uh, bring me on stage. I, I love speaking on stages. Uh, just go to the number five sealsecrets.com, five sealsecrets.com. Uh, and just, you know, reply to that email. It is comes directly from me. And, uh, so yeah, just, just say, Hey, I'm interested in coaching. I'm interested in, in, you know, you coming and speaking at our, at our organization or at our event. Um, if you're interested in CBD, the website is nw-recovery.com, nw for naked warrior. Uh, and for, uh, the happy hustlers, I'm going to create a discount code, happy hustle, 20, happy hustle, 20, all one word, uh, to save 20% on Mm. any CBD products. Um, let's see what else do I have here? Uh, awesome, man. Uh, Thank if, you so if you much. Want to follow for me on Instagram. That. It's, it's, it's William.r.branham on Instagram. And, uh, you had some other, one other thing for me. Any final words to the, all the happy hustlers before I ask you the last question? I think, I think final words would be to make bold adjustments. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's, you know, that the whole billboard thing, I was like, ah, two things to say, get naked is number one. Number two is, would be <laughs> make bold adjustments. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, oftentimes in life we get, we get stuck doing like maybe the little bitty changes, minor changes. And I saw this, you know, I, I'm a sniper instructor and as you know, I would see students come through and they would you would think that Navy SEALs would be good at dialing in, sighting in their, their guns. Most of them are not, especially when they get into like more leadership positions. And so these guys would come in and they would be making, you know, a new gun, a new, new sighting, new system, new scope. And they would make these small adjustments and they would, their it, bullet impacts would not be moving really at all. And they would just get frustrated. And we, that the same thing happens to us in life. We're making these small changes and nothing is really happening. So I would come over there, I would take their, their gun and I would take their sights and I would make these gigantic, just unreasonable adjustments to their, to their scope or to their sights. And then I hand it back to them and they're like, you just broke my gun. Like you, it's not going to work. I'm like, just shoot the bullets, just shoot. And so they would shoot and their impacts would be across the paper, but very close to the, like it would go past the bullseye, which is, which is fine. But you, they couldn't see the, the changes that they made in life until, or on their, to their gun until they made these bold adjustments, these unreasonable adjustments, almost doing the, the wrong, the wrong thing or the opposite thing. And then they were able to dial things back in. And so I would say in life, if you're like stuck and you're just like not business, whatever it is, leadership, make bold adjustments and do almost the opposite. Do almost the wrong thing and see how that works out for you. And then make minor adjustments to get back to it. Mm, Love that. Make bold adjustments and get naked. Now, final question, William, what does happy hustling mean to you? I think just be happy with what you're doing. I think if you're stuck in a W2 job that is, I call it a leash or a leech. I'm not sure which one it is. Is it a leash or is it a leech? (laughs) Get out there and just be happy with what you're doing. Create something awesome that's that's going to change people's lives, that's going to impact people's lives, that's going to make the world better. Get out there and just be happy with what you're doing. And that's what happy Mm, hustling means. Mic drop. Yep. William Branham, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, guys. I just want to let you know that my book, The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments to Avoid Burnout and Achieve Blissful Balance is still available for free, meaning you can actually get the hard copy of my book sent right to your door 
for basically free. All you got to do is just help out with shipping and handling, and we send it right to you. And you can get that at thehappyhustlebook.com. And inside this book, we share with you the soul mapping framework, the selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationships, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. All of these 10 different alignments are featured in this book and how you can happy hustle your dream reality. And I'm telling you, this is some of my best work. It's 150 power pack pages, and we are actually going to be doing a new book launch via Amazon, and we're going to up the price, so it's not going to be free for much longer. But if you want to get it, you can get it now at thehappyhustlebook.com. Check it out, guys. And once again, I so appreciate you, and I am grateful to be happy hustling on this journey together. Now get out there and happy hustle your dream reality full of that passion, that purpose, and that positive impact. Peace and love, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now, go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.